James Franklin and the Penn State Nittany Lions were this close last year. Can they beat Michigan? Can they beat Ohio State? There are some people in Happy Valley that aren't talking about just winning a Big Ten championship. Some people over there are talking about winning the whole thing. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Want to thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. Today, we are going to talk about Penn State. We're going to dive into this football team. We are, right? We're going to look at that. We're going to have our game-by-game analysis of the schedule. I'm going to give you an honest assessment of how I think they can progress this season. By the way, quick note on their schedule, a little tease ahead. I love their schedule, and I love how it sets up going to all their big games. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. Also, our final segment, our benchmark of the day, if you will, today, we'll do Big Ten Power Rankings. I'm going to to go on the record here. And uh, we're going to go put our teams one through 10 and then others receiving votes, if you will, and how we're going to go into the season with the rankings. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, let's start it off with James Franklin's football team, Beaver Stadium, Happy Valley, all that great stuff. In fact, here's a great look. I love the whiteout. I think the whiteout uh, night games are some of the coolest things in college athletics. So uh, the great, and I'll tell you when we go into the schedule next segment, which game will be the whiteout 10 and two last year. Great season. Great season. Rose bowl win. Everything lost to Michigan, lost to Ohio state pretty soundly and then beat everybody else. So where are we this year? Well, let's start off with the quarterback position. Of course, Sean Clifford is gone. He was there for like, I don't know, 15, 20 years. I mean, it seemed like it anyway, but he was there for six years. No doubt about it. He's with the Packers now. And then let's not forget before that, Trace McSorley uh, was the quarterback. I started for three years there. So one thing Penn State has had, they have had long-term stability at quarterback, unlike most programs in the country. It's been a great luxury. So moving forward, uh, Drew Aller is going to get his chance, a sophomore. He's a former five-star, former number one-ranked quarterback in the nation out of high school at Medina High School. Dad was a tight end at Eastern Michigan, by the way, in Ypsilanti. He appeared in 10 games last year, a little bit of experience, and I think he is ready. And I think he's going to step in. I think this is a nice luxury that Penn State has. Nothing really to worry about. I also think that he can rely on a fantastic running game. I'm sure if you're a Penn State fan, you would agree with me. Uh, Kevon Lee, he's gone, he was the leading rusher in 20 and 21. And I even remember he had that game-winning catch at the end of the Purdue game to open up the season last year. Got a little banged up, but then also... It's uh, it's not going to work out for him because of the dynamic dual freshmen that were right behind him. So he's going he's gonna to transfer to a Mississippi State and still have two years of eligibility. But the two freshmen, uh, Nick Singleton and uh, Katron Allen, wow, 
What a dynamic duel for freshmen here. A huge factor for this football team. Singleton set a Penn State freshman record with 12 rushing touchdowns. And Singleton and Allen are the first freshman teammates in Big Ten history where both rush for more than 700 yards in a season. So everything's good so far. Quarterback good, running back good, no problem. If I were to have any kind of question mark, it would be at, at wide receiver right now. You got uh, Keandre Lambert-Smith. He's the slot receiver, the most experienced receiver coming back. Has over 1,000 receiving yards in his career. Had that 88-yard touchdown reception in the Rose Bowl. By the way, did you know that that was the longest play in Rose Bowl history? Think of all the years we've had the Rose Bowl. That was the single longest play in Rose Bowl history. He is also the only Penn State wide receiver to catch and throw a touchdown in a single game. Did that against Michigan State. The receiving core also has Harrison Wallace III, a modest 19 catches last year. He's obviously going to have to step up and deliver more than that this year. And then they did get a senior transfer from Kent State, Dante Cephas, to try and help out a little bit with depth at wide receivers. So that's going to be a wait-and-see situation, see how it develops, and uh, make sure it's not a weak, weak link on the offense. They're all playing behind a pretty good offensive line. And one of the storylines out of the spring ball uh, session, James Franklin talked about Drew Shelton and his progress. He's transferring to right tackle. And his ability to do that gives them uh, uh, some depth to tackle. In fact, Franklin says that that particular move will allow the Nittany Lions to have the best two or three tackles in the entire country. So coach feels really good about the offensive line. Olu Fashanu, of course, is going to anchor at left tackle. That guy's going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft, no doubt about it. So the offensive line looks pretty sturdy. So offense, pretty pretty balanced, okay? So everything's looking good there. The whispers, though, out of Penn State are Manny Diaz's defense this year. Some think that that's, it's going to be the best defense in the country, bar none. Not just Big Ten, but the whole country. Here are some guys that we're going to watch, okay? You got Abdul Carter, weak side linebacker. Only started six games as a freshman last year, but still was fourth in the conference with six and a half sacks. Got a lot of postseason notoriety, uh, second team this, first team that. A lot, of, uh, a lot of people notice what he did that year, and he made a lot of postseason uh, lists. Chop Robinson on the defensive end, five and a half sacks. Three times he was the coaching staff defensive player of the week, so the coaches are noticing what he's doing each and every week down in the trenches. And also Danny Dennis Sutton. He made the ESPN.com all-true freshman team. So got a little bit of a theme here with the defense. Super young but super talented and, and, and uh, producing at a super young age. And now they're all a year older, a year of experience under their belt. Time to really move forward and make a big jump. Also, another player of note on this Penn State defense, Kalen King at corner. This guy, it's gonna be a, he might be the first corner taken in the NFL draft coming up. Three interceptions last year, led the Big Ten with 18 pass breakups, and did something else that I really like, and not every corner does this. He tackles. 30 tackles last year. Sometimes corners are out there just to break up passes and cover wide receivers. Others that uh, can go in there and make a hit and save the defense. Those are guys that get noticed. And those are guys that end up in the NFL 
and Kalen King is going to be in the NFL, no doubt about it. All right, so that's the look at the team as it stands now. At this point, I always like to take a quick peek into recruiting. A lot of people have Penn State top five, top six uh, in recruiting. They got 20 people signed already from 2024, led by Quentin Martin out of Bell Burden in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, linebackers, Cooper Cousins out of Erie, Pennsylvania. Another linebacker, Donovan Harbor from Wisconsin, coming into Penn State, leading, um, leading that group. So let's back up a little bit and talk about the team on hand as they go into the 2023 season and how I see things. And I, I hesitate to do this. But I kind of call Penn State uh, a sleeper team. That's a little disrespectful because they're too good to be a sleeper team. They're, they're here, all right? They're ready to win some football games. But they're always going to be in the shadow when there are expectations for Ohio State and Michigan. Everybody says, who's going to win that last game and go on to the Big Ten Championship? And then they kind of forget about everybody else. I think Penn State, and Penn State fans, you can hit me up on Twitter at TalkBigTen or find me on YouTube, make comments. I think they're right there with those guys. I think I think it is a three-team race in the Big Ten, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. And so we're going to look at the schedule in a minute, hash it out, and we're going to try and figure out if they can actually get through those two roadblocks against Michigan and Ohio State and maybe not only just get to a Big Ten championship, but if they do, get in that playoff, and see what they can do. This is a really, really good football team, and we're going to take a look at that schedule next here on Locked On Big Ten. But first, we are brought to you by FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get into the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right. Uh, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That should make you feel better. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and join today. Baseball is a great time to bet. Little prop bets or first inning bets. That's what I like to do. Uh, so don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel the official partner of Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, let's, uh, we're going to take a look at the schedule in just a second. But first, I, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every single day. Every day is our next show. We'll take an early look at the Wisconsin Badger football team. That's right, Bucky Badger. We're going to talk about you tomorrow. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, share, follow, and like Locked On Big Ten. And I thank you very much for that. All right, here's the schedule as I see it. Penn State starts out September 2nd, home game, West Virginia, 7.30, under the lights. Not going to be a whiteout, but just under the lights, 7.30. It is on NBC, and this is their first season of uh, primetime Big Ten games. So they're going to start out with that. And then Delaware in week two, a noon game. So 2-0, if we want to be realistic about it. Then Penn State goes on the road for their Big Ten opener at Illinois. That's a noon game as well. Illinois, an eight-win team last year. Pretty good. Brett Bielema, a pivotal third year. And uh, But I think, I think Penn State 
is uh, is the more talented team and should come out ahead there and be three and zero. Then Penn State comes home September twenty third to take on Iowa. Um, I've seen multiple reports seven thirty or eight, but I think it's eight o'clock for that one CBS because that is the whiteout game. By the way, that is the way the the fourth game of the season, the the Big Ten home opener against Iowa, is the whiteout game. And then the team goes on the road to take on Northwestern, followed by a bye, followed by a home game against UMass at 3.30. I love this part of the schedule. Because, look, I know if coaches hear this, they'll, they'll be upset. They don't like me to say it. But you got the bye followed by UMass. That's, that's really two byes. Really? I mean, really. And then, I mean, if you really want to get the week before at Northwestern, I mean, it's a road game and all, but Northwestern won one game last year. I don't want to say three buys. I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't, but a double buy. I mean, you got the buy and then UMass going into at Ohio state on the 21st of October. I love that. That really gives you a chance to get a little rest, play some other guys, work on a few things, game plan and be ready for Ohio state. The most important game on the schedule. Absolutely. Of course, Penn State came up short last year, 44 to 31. But I think it's going to be their wide receivers versus Kalen King and the Penn State secondary in that game. And the whole country is going to be watching that. That's a hugely important game. After that game, uh, the next one on the schedule is a home game against Indiana. Should be another win for Penn State there. Then at Maryland, should be another win there. That sets up the next most important game on the schedule, and that would be a home game noon against Michigan. It's the stripe out game. Probably going to be the Fox big noon game as well. And I think it's all going to come down on that game. Who can stop the run? I think you got the two best running teams in the Big Ten loaded at running back, both sides, Michigan and Penn State. And I think it's going to be just a smash mouth classic game. And whoever can control the running game will win that football game. But you got all a nice setup for both the Ohio State game and the setup before the Michigan game. Then they play Rutgers at home, and then Penn State uh, finishes on the road at Michigan State. Well, actually, it's not at Michigan State. It's against Michigan State. It's going to be at Ford Field. It is the Friday after Thanksgiving on Black Friday, so a special game there, national television, the whole deal. So, look, best-case scenario, if the ball bounces right, it could be 12-0 for Penn State, realistically. Maybe if they split Ohio State and Michigan, you're looking at 11-1. If you lose them both, you just, you're the same as last year, 10-2. and two. But, I, but I think that's worst-case scenario, 10-2. So, um, there you have it. I think the sky is the limit for this Penn State football team. Don't you? No doubt about it. Again, hit me up on Twitter at talk big 10. I'll follow you back. You follow me. I'll follow you back. And uh, also you can uh, leave some comments on YouTube as well. Coming up next, we've got one of our benchmarks that we like to do on this uh, particular day of the week. It is going to be our power rankings for the big 10. We'll find out where your team ranks coming up next. So here on Lockdown Big Ten, again, want to thank you for checking us out. This is where we do our benchmark segments, uh, and it's uh, it's the same thing each day of the week. Like every 
Every Wednesday, for example, we'll do power rankings. Going to do power rankings just to get on the record right now with how I see the top 10 teams in Big Ten, and then I'll have the other four as receiving votes, however you want to do it. Obviously, nothing is going to change between now and the start of the season unless there's a major injury in camp or something like that. In the meantime, we'll find some other fun things to do on this segment, uh, such as uh, maybe we'll rank the top 10 coolest helmets, uniforms, stadiums, atmospheres, all that kind of stuff to uh, continue on through the summer. And then when the games start, we'll really get serious about these power rankings. But I figured I would get something on the board on the record here so that we can move on for that. And here's how I see the Big Ten power rankings. Uh, Michigan Wolverines at number one. I think they have the best power running game in the league, followed by the Ohio State Buckeyes, who have the best receivers in the country. Forget about the league. And then there I have Penn State, the Nittany Lions. And like I've said time and time again, I think they're just this close. So I, I could almost sit here and honestly say Michigan Wolverines, Ohio State Buckeyes, Penn State, Nittany Lions, one, two, three, right there in a group, and then everybody else. That everybody else includes the Wisconsin Badgers at number four. The, the question is going to be how quickly can Luke Fickle get things going as he takes over that program. And then at number five, the fighting Illini. Uh, again, a pivotal year for Brett Bielema. They did lose some talent to the NFL draft, so I don't know. I, I, I got to be honest with five and six. I could flip here. Iowa at six, the Iowa Hawkeyes, they got new offensive benchmarks. Kirk Ferentz's son is the offensive coordinator. He's got to hit him in order to stay for, you know, uh, for that program. Defense is good. Offense looks to be better. If they're better, I've seen some uh, polls and rankings that have Iowa, the fourth best team in the Big Ten. So I don't know. I'm uh, I'm soft on this middle part, 5-6. I could flip them, Illinois and Iowa. Again, would love to hear from you. Hit me up at Twitter. Uh, let's see here. Nebraska, Cornhuskers at number seven. New rules with Matt Rule. That's right. Matt Rule, the new head football coach there. Again, much like Luke Fickle. We'll see how long it takes him to kind of get things going. Michigan State, they got a lot of new transfers in a defense for Mel Tucker's team. We'll see how they do. I've got them at eight. The Indiana Hoosiers, Tom Allen, looking for a bounce back. I'll have a new quarterback this year as well. And the Purdue Boilermakers at 10. They have a new coach and a new quarterback. Uh, that will be playing for him here as well. So the others, Maryland Terps, Rutgers Scarlet Knights, Minnesota Gophers, and Northwestern Wildcats. For those of you who are just listening on the uh, audio version, I've got them listed up on the screen here on the video if you're checking it out on YouTube. Uh, so there you have it. I'm on the record. Those are our first Locked On Big Ten Power Rankings for the upcoming season, Okay. And, um, again, those are going to change and get tweaked a little bit as the season goes on. And we look forward to your input as well. I want to thank you for making lockdown big 10, your first listen every single day. Every day is our next show. We'll take an early look at Bucky Badger and the Wisconsin football team and Luke fickle. Looking forward to that as well. Um, many ways for you to contact me. I mentioned it several times during this podcast, hit me up at Twitter at talk big 10, or give me comments on YouTube. And those are the best ways to reach me right now. And I will answer everybody back. I promise. I always do that. Uh, be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. And you'll get the latest episode of lockdown big 10. As soon as it becomes available at the beginning of each and every day. 
Now I invite you to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything else going on in sports. That'll do it. That was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it. I want you to have a great day the rest of the way. Check us out again tomorrow. I'm Craig Scheman for Locked On Big Ten.